Turn to Acts chapter 3. We're going to go right to the word. Amen. Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. We're going to go right to the word. I want to talk to you today about what you have. About what you have. What you have. Everybody say, I have it. Well, what do you have? I'm going to tell you. You know, uh, each of us are called to what's called the ministry of reconciliation. Now, in my preparation, I didn't pull that chapter and verse. I don't know if you guys were able to pull that in back there. But, but we are called into the ministry of reconciliation. So we like to, uh, as a church, we like to heighten the, the, uh, the platform. But, but here, again, just because we're a little bit different kind of church, we try to not do that. We honor the gift. We honor the gifts. And you'll see we'll have evangelists come through. Um, pastor Steve, who's my pastor, uh, he'll come. He's an apostle. And so the Bible gives us, and, and Jesus said he gave gifts to men. What are those gifts? Pastors, prophets, evangelists, apostles, teachers. He gave us these gifts. We honor the gift. But sometimes you can make you know, put people up on a pedestal to, you know, somebody say amen. amen. And, and, you know, the same thing with, you know, we'll, we'll just make a big deal. Well, we all are called to the ministry. We all have a job to do. We all have a task. You are a minister. You may not have the title of a minister, but to use what I just said in a different light, we all have the same value, different function. You are no less valuable to the kingdom of heaven and to God the Father than I am. Just because I'm a pastor does not make me more valuable to God. Amen? Now, so then why, do some people, why are some people used more? Why are some people, uh, um, does God speak through more, do things through? And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today, about, about things that we can do that set us apart. However, the value is the same. The value is the same, but there's a different function. And so in Acts 3, we're looking at Paul here. Uh, excuse me, Peter. We're looking at that this is, this is right after um, uh, Acts chapter 2 had happened. Uh, what happened in Acts chapter 2? The Holy Spirit fell. We just talked about uh, how the importance of the Holy Spirit. He came on the upper room. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke in other tongues. And, you know, the point was not to just speak in tongues. The point was to have power. When Jesus was on the earth, we see it in the uh, um, uh, Acts chapter 3 is where I'm at. Uh, I'm going to go through the whole chapter probably. And, and uh, when, when Jesus was on the earth, he said, um, I want you to remain in Jerusalem because my, my Father is going to send you the Holy Spirit and endue you with power. Everyone say it again. Say power. It, with power from on high. So we see a couple things about the Holy Spirit. Number one, the power comes from on high. God sends us. But it's not just, you know, uh, uh, for, for praying in tongues. I could, I could do a whole message on praying in tongues or speaking in tongues. Um, that's not my message for today. But I want to just draw a, a, a line that that was not the only reason the Holy Spirit was given. That's an evidence. How do you know you're filled with the Holy Spirit? <clears throat> you speak in other tongues. That's what happened in Acts chapter 2. But what happened right after that is they came out of the room and they were so high on the Holy Ghost, the, the city thought they were drunk. They thought they were drunk. Then Peter, who just, you know, a couple days before, just a little time before, yeah, I mean, a couple, you know, however many days before, 
when Jesus um, was going to the cross, denied Jesus. So cowardly Peter is now full of the Holy Ghost, stands up and sees 3,000 3, people saved on that day. And then, and then here we are in, in Acts chapter 3. I want to show you what happens when you get full of the Holy Spirit. I want to show you what happens when you get full of the Holy Spirit. Because when you realize the importance of, of why do we come to church? Why do, I, why do I pray every day? Why do I spend time in the Word of God? Why do I do what I do? Because you have something to give. Notice what, it, what happens here in Acts chapter 3. Are you there? Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. That's really important. We're going to highlight that in a second. The hour of prayer. The ninth hour. Now, this is, they didn't keep time the same way we did. This was actually about 3 p.m. They called it the ninth hour. It's about 3 p.m. It's in the afternoon. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily. Note that. Daily they laid him at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple. He was begging. He, they laid him at the temple, and they begged. He begged for... Uh, um, finances, begged for help, begged for whatever from those who were entering the temple. And this guy, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, so Peter looks him in the eyes with John standing beside him and says, look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. So the guy crippled from birth, lame from birth, laying down the ground, fixes his eyes, but notice what the Bible says, he was expecting to receive something from them. He had an expectation to receive something from those men. Now his expectation may have been for money or, 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 or as the Bible says, for alms, he may have been you know, expecting that, but he had an expectation. We'll come back to that. So he gave his attention to them, expecting to receive something. Verse 6, then Peter said, I love this. If you'll latch on to this principle, this will change your life. Ready? He said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. The man received healing by faith because of Peter's faith. So he leaped up, stood, and walked and entered the temple with them. He went walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Verse 10, then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The people who sat there and walked past him every day wondered, is in, not, not wonder as in like, I'm, I'm wondering, like wonder, like in awe, amazement. They were wowed, amazed, because this man now stood up and walked and was leaping and praising God. I'm going to read a few more verses and then we'll unpack all of this. Verse 11. Now, as the lame man who was healed held on to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them 
in the porch, which is called Solomon's. So uh, he's just describing the area. And they were greatly amazed. Now, when Peter saw this, he responded to the people. Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Or why do you look so intently at us as though by our, our own power or godliness, we had made this man to walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, glorified his servant Jesus, whom you delivered up. So now he starts to get on him. Peter starts to say, yeah, remember the one Jesus that you delivered up, that you killed, that you put on the cross? Remember him? And he goes through this whole thing. Um, and, he, and he says down in verse 16, and his name through faith in his name. I want y'all to notice this. And his name through faith in his name. Acts 3.16, do you see it? He's explaining to them and drawing a, a delineation. It's not us. He already told the guy, I don't have silver and gold, but I'm going to give you what I have. Then he tells the people, let me tell you what I have. Remember the guy you put on the cross? Well, he sent us a helper. And in the name of Jesus, I exercise what Jesus gave me. And in his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. Yes, the faith, everybody say faith. faith. The faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now what he's saying is the faith in Jesus provided the soundness in this man. Notice that there's a difference. He uses a lot of hymns there, but there's a capital hymn and then a lowercase hymn. The faith in Jesus provided the healing in him. Do you see it? He doesn't just say healing. He said perfect soundness. Yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance. And he goes on to explain. Um, um, and he tells him to repent and all this. I want you to go back with me real quick to Acts 3, 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. What I do have I give to you. Who has a King James? Somebody down here have a King James? You have a King, can I borrow it for just a second? Can I read for King Sorry to just be totally informal right now, but I'm going to just come right down here. And it's your first time here. I'm putting you on blast right out here in the front of everybody. Praise God. All right. I'm going to give it back to you. I promise. I like it though. This is a nice Bible. Praise the Lord. That's nice leather right there. Verse six. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, such as I have, give I thee. Such as I have, give I thee. Maybe you can help me give that back there. Such as I have. I like that wording. Such as I have, give I thee. You, see, what the devil will want to tell you and convince you of is you have nothing to give. But I want you to remember this is Peter. He just figured out like the day before, oh wait, I can preach. I, I mean, he's not something special. The only thing that made him special is he understood that the man he walked with for all those years and the, the, the principles that he taught and the faith he helped him understand, if Peter walks in that, I mean, th this is the roller coaster Peter. Walking on water, sinking. 
I know Jesus. Oh, wait, I don't know that guy. This is roller coaster, Peter. Yet here we see him, and, and for the remainder of, of, of his ministry that we see at least, he walked by faith in understanding of, man, there's something in me that, that I received. God called me to give it, to give it out. Such as I have, I give thee. Silver and gold I don't have. But I'm going to give you something better. I'm going to give you something. You, you can stand here, sit here and beg all you want. You can roll on this. On this. You, you, you can have all of that you want. Ask for all the money you want. Get handouts for the rest of your life. But I'm going to give you something that will fix everything that's wrong with you. The reason I, I felt compelled to tell you this is because this is kind of what I, I actually heard this preached um, this week. I, I've, I listened to a lot of preaching during the week. And I, I heard it preached and it just stuck out to me. The guy just kind of, I think he was, maybe he was talking about healing um, and he, he, he just quoted it and I was, it just stuck out to me. I don't even know if I remembered much of the rest of what he preached. It just stuck out to me. And so um, yesterday I studied it, looked through, I have several Bibles and just, and just looked over this because this is what's burning in me. That, that, that it can't just be me, the pastor of this church is saying, I've got something to give to other people. That it's my job, yes, to give to others. I and mean, we've had several people recently that we've met out in the community that have come and come to the church, and that's great. But I, I shouldn't be the only one that's out witnessing, sharing, and I, I shouldn't be the only one. My job primarily, the Bible says why, I mentioned the five gifts, right? Y'all remember that a few minutes ago, I mentioned the five gifts. Why were they given? The Bible says for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So, so my job is to help put in you what God's put in me, that doesn't, that doesn't disqualify me from also doing it. I'm just saying that's my job. The, 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 these are the people that God's connected to our church. Okay, you have something to give. You have something to give. I have uh, several points I want to make. They're in no particular order. I'm going to kind of just roll with it. Y'all want to roll with me this morning? I'm going to roll with it. We're going to break this down. Number one, you have something to give when you're committed to God. When you're committed to God, you have something to give. Notice what they were doing in verse one. At the ninth hour, they were going to pray. If you don't know, they went every day to pray. They fasted two days a week. Early um, Bible historians uh, tell us they fasted uh, two days a week. They actually fasted on the opposite days of the Sadducees and Pharisees. So they, they, because that was common knowledge that they would fast and Jesus rebuked them and said, hey, uh, you fast and you stand out in the streets for everybody to see you fasting and, and, and tweak your face and you try to make it, you know. And so they didn't want to be associated with that. So they, uh, these early uh, church apostles decided to fast on, a, on two different days, fasted twice a week. Then every day went at the ninth hour around three o'clock hour time to pray. They were committed to God. There's something that happens when you're committed to God. Well, what does the Bible say? It says, draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. Uh, that's, in, that's in James. As a matter of fact, it's right near where, what, what uh, I read last week, right? Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. We covered that last week. And draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. You know, there, there, there's a, a message going around right now that 
that it's not just, it's actually not new. James also dealt with this. That if, if, you, if you walk in a, a new age Christianity, that everything, everything is all about grace. Everything's all about grace. It's all about grace. Now, grace, to break it down to you, is um, God's provision, what God's provided for us through unmerited favor. What that means is, is that you didn't do anything to deserve what God's given you. We didn't do anything to deserve. Peter didn't do anything to deserve what God had given him. He didn't do anything to deserve it. God gave it to him. And so, so then he passes by this guy who asked for money and he looks at him and says, look at me. I don't have what you're asking for. I've got something better. How could he say that? Because God had given it to him. But then he explains by faith. The Bible tells us this. Well, we are saved. How are we saved? By grace through faith. We're saved. You know, we always, we sing the song, right? Amazing grace. Amazing grace. Well, grace is what God, God graciously gave to us everything we have. Notice this, though, that it's by faith we receive it. It doesn't say, the Bible does not say we walk by grace. We walk by faith. And the reason I'm drawing this, I don't have a whole message today on this, but the reason I wanted to, to hit on this for a second is because the, the, the predominant underlying tone of many popular preachers nowadays is that grace covers everything you do to the point that you don't need faith and you don't have to do anything. And they may not say it exactly like that, but that's their tone. That's what they're trying to communicate is that grace covers everything. Let me explain something to you. The Bible says that, that yes, you sin, and yes, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that when we sin, how are we forgiven? We come, we ask for forgiveness. We, we ask for forgiveness. The Bible actually says this, uh, um, uh, that God is faithful and just to forgive and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. It's his faithfulness, it's his right standing that makes it. So every time I sin, I ask for forgiveness. And I'm forgiven. I'm washed clean, done. I don't, I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to come to the altar. I don't have to wait till Sunday or Wednesday night, church. If I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior and I mess up on Tuesday, I mess up on Friday, right then, God, forgive me. But the message that, that, that a, a lot of, if I were to mention names, and I will, will not do that because the Bible says, don't touch my anointed. And I do believe they're anointed men of God. I just, I differ from them on this standpoint. They'll, they'll take it a whole step further that, that God's grace covers all the future sins and that you can just live your whole life and just go through your whole life and just do whatever you want, live however you want, go through just whatever, and it, and it takes all of the responsibility off of you. But then what, then what did James say? Draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. There is a responsibility I have to draw close to God. There's a responsibility I have. I applaud you for, for being here this morning. It says, you know what? I want to come. I want to worship God corporately, number one. Number two, I believe that iron sharpens iron, that somebody here today, I'm going to rub shoulders with them. I'm going to develop relationships with somebody. I'm going to be, become friends with somebody that's like-minded and like faith. And those relationships are going to strengthen me and I'm going to strengthen them. Say amen. 
And, and, and so then I also believe that there's uh, that faith comes by hearing the word of God. And as I hear it preached today, I'm going to, I'm my faith is going to grow. I'm going to be uh, um, equipped and, and better, better ready to take on the week. That's why you're here today. Some of you are here, you're, you're new today, but you're trying to find a church where you can get your family planted, you can get connected in. Some of you may even be watching online. A lot of, that's very common nowadays for people to check us out online before they come. Hear my message today. This is a place where you can come and you can get all of that. You can get fed, get equipped. Your family from top to bottom will get fed. Every age, every, it doesn't matter your background, church background, color of your skin, everyone's welcome. But I'd be amiss if I didn't tell you that your job after you leave here is to share it. Is to find somebody, and, and, and you may not be a Peter where you look at them and say, look at me. You may not do it that way. I don't know. I imagine them in the Batman voice. I don't know why. Look at me. I don't know. I don't know how he said it. Maybe he had a really high-pitched voice. Look at me. I have no idea. But somehow or another, he got the dude's attention. The dude looked at him and he said, I've got something. So you tell me, Pastor, that I, I can go up and, 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 and lay hands on people and have them walk. I, I don't have time to get into uh, um, the Bible talk, lists out nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, one of which is special faith uh, and, and, and healings. I do believe that that was an operation here. So my, my point is not to get off on, on that. But... It, the, the nine gifts and, and what I believe he was operating in right there, they're available to you. They're not special for me or for anybody that, that, that stands on a pulpit and preaches. Our job is to equip you. Equip you. I've, I've heard story after story of people who, who, who are in places where a preacher can't go at a job site or something like that and, and, and do that. And lay hands on and pray over someone and they receive a supernatural healing. How do they receive it? By faith. But that takes somebody like you saying, I've got something to give that person. I've got, I've got something to give. I've got something. I've got something that they need. And, and see, the devil will tell you that, you, that you're not good enough. That you're not good enough. That you're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. And he'll remind you about all the troubles and problems you have. Let me ask you a question. Are you saved? Do you have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you? Do you have the Spirit of God residing in you? Do you have a good church that you go to where people get saved and healed and delivered? Then can you at least invite them to church? You've got something to offer. Every one of us have something to offer our coworkers, something to offer our friends, something to offer our, our, our family. And I would encourage you, I, listen, I, I had to learn this hard way. You know, uh, um, drawing a line is good. Burning bridges is not. Drawing a line is good. I've had to draw lines, uh, and I'm glad I drew lines. But, but there, were, there were times where I wish I would not have drawn the line in such a way I burned a bridge. Because, I mean, my, my job is to, to, to minister, not just to you as a pastor, but also to anyone I come in contact with. We met a, a family recently um, at Starbucks because I may have a problem and I go to Starbucks a lot, okay? Y'all pray for me. I need deliverance. No, I'm just kidding. 
I actually bought a, uh, I bought uh, a milk frother at home. I'm serious. Yeah. So, so, so that, so that I, I, I didn't go all the time, but to, to, to put your mind at ease, you're like, well, that's a big waste of money. I, I, I buy all Starbucks off of gift cards and points and stars and stuff like that. I have not paid for Starbucks in years. It is quite expensive, but God's blessed us. So we go, we go several times a week. My point is, my point is, <laughs> I don't know why, I, you know, sometimes you go down a rabbit trail and then you feel like the only way to get out is just to keep going. Someone told me recently, just, just stop and move on. Okay, I'm stopping and moving on. <laughs> Listen, I was at Starbucks and I, I, I was like, hey, this, this, this guy was there. He had cute kids or whatever. And I, we, we just struck up a conversation, just talking. And I just, you know, uh, come to find out they're looking for a church. You, know, you never know. You never know who needs what you have. You never know. And if you go around with that mindset, if you go about your day, like I, I started with, wake up and say, thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, that you gave me a, 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 a buddy, so to speak, not to belittle the Holy Spirit, but just run with my thought here for a second. Someone who's a, 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 who equips me, powers me, walks with me. I always talk about the Holy Spirit like that because I, I, I've, I've flown in a plane before in the co-pilot seat. And when you, when, you, I, I, when you fly in the co-pilot seat, it's much better to have a co-pilot. That's why any big plane that you fly in, and, and you see there's, there's two pilots up front. The reason is because if something happens to the one, there's somebody else to back them up. It's better to have a co-pilot, someone else who's, who's, who's looking and helping you. The Holy Spirit is, is with you daily, and if you lean on him, what does Proverbs tell us? Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge God daily. That's what, look, look at what they did. They were going, go back to the first verse. Now, Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was there. They were going, they were committed to God. When you're committed to God, you have something to give. What did he have to give? Going back to verse six, what do I have to give you? What I do have, sorry, what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You have, every one of you, I, I, I'm, I'm talking like this today because I want you to feel no matter where you are, whether you grew up in church your whole life or you started coming to church a few months ago, whether this is your first time back in church since before COVID or this is, you know, you, know, you, you never missed. It doesn't matter. You have the name of Jesus. You have the name of Jesus. So what do I have to give, Pastor? What can I give to someone else? You have the name of Jesus. You can exercise the name of Jesus. I talked about this last week. Today I'm talking about it in a different light. That you can, you can exercise the name of Jesus over your life. You can exercise the name of Jesus uh, um, in others. The name of Jesus, as I said last week, is like a, listen, he said, Jesus himself said, you've got to pray to the Father in my name. You've got to use my name. You've got to recognize the power and authority of which I came to this earth with, and I'm leaving you with that. So carry, all of us, listen, carry the name of Jesus with you. Carry the name of, don't, don't put, don't, don't. 
belittle the power of the name of Jesus. And don't expect just because you pray for someone, you know, it takes their faith to receive it. Obviously, this man had faith. As a matter of fact, I, I believe, this is just my thought, the Bible says he was there daily. That means that he was most likely there when Jesus walked by. So when, when Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he knew. Laying there on the floor, oh, I know that guy. Okay, wait, oh, oh, okay, get up and walk. Yeah, I'll do it. I can because I know Jesus. I, I just, that's just my thought. I'm not trying to add to the Bible in an inappropriate way. It's just my thought. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing. He had to have faith from somewhere. He had to have faith from somewhere. There are people you're surrounded with who, who, who need a boost. Who need a nudge. Who need an encouragement. Who need, some, who need a, a prayer. Who, who, you know, need you to tell them, man, you, you won't, you won't believe I, I there's a, there's a family. I, I hopefully they'll be here next week and I'm going to share, I'm going to share their testimony. Um, they, they, they gave me the pictures and video. I mean, you just, you hear testimonies of what God does for people. If you don't have a good testimony, share someone else's. I mean, seriously, the Bible says you overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. Who, word of your testimony. Who do you overcome? The devil. By how? Jesus, the blood of the lamb, and the word of your testimony. So you have the name of Jesus, and you have your testimony. Here's what Jesus has done for me. Here's what God's doing in my life. Yeah, but you understand, Pastor. I'm, I'm just, I'm going through it, and I'm going through this, and I'm going through that. And if you, fo- listen to me. If you focus on all the negative stuff in your life, what kind of witness is that? Hey, but I'm going through it. I don't even know how I'm getting out of it. But do you have enough faith to recognize that God is bringing you out of it? Yeah, but they're going to look at me. They, they, they know what I did last week, and they know what I did. Do you not, again, this dude was sitting there. Do you not think he knew who Peter was? I mean, I mean, Peter could have thought, man, what if this guy was by the fire that night I denied Jesus? But he decided, no, I, I, got, I got something. I got something, bro. I got something I got to give you. I see you down there begging and you're asking me for silver and gold. I can't give you that, but I'll tell you what I can give you. I can give you healing. I can give you anointing. I can give you, I can give you provision. I can give you what Jesus gave to me and I'm going to give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And if you'll carry, everyone in this room, everyone watching online, if you'll carry the name of Jesus with you and carry that power with you and recognize, man, everywhere I go, I've got something to give. God, where can I, who can I talk to? Who can I share you with? I, you don't have to, you don't have to have, that's one of the, the biggest lies of the devil. Maybe I should do it. I'm not big on series because I'm led by the, I'm really, I'm led by the spirit. And so, and so, you know, this topic, y'all heard me last week, I was preaching on authority and the devil and Satan and all kinds of stuff. I had to, my wife was laughing because at the end of it, I was like, hey, now listen, I don't preach this every week. 
I don't want people to think this is some like demonology church. But I felt like I needed to deal with that last week. This week, totally different, totally different topic. But I do feel like maybe one day I'll study up and just, and just cover all the lies of Satan. All the lies of Satan. There's so many lies in this world that, are, that have come. That, like, like, let me give you another one. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. Think about those words you're declaring over yourself every time you say that. It's the exact opposite of what, what Paul wrote in Corinthians, that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old has passed away, the new has come. I am not an old sinner saved by grace. I am saved by grace. I am a new creature. I am in Christ. And because I am, greater is he that's in me than the devil that's in this world. So I am not going to live my life like I'm just, you know, waiting on the next punch to come. What kind of boxing match would that be? Nobody would pay money to watch that if a guy just sat there just waiting, you know, hands down. Come on, come on, hit me. Bam! Come on, come on, come on. Hit me, hit me. Boom! Sometimes I wonder while I'm preaching, I'm like, man, I can't wait to watch that back and see how ridiculous that looks. What, what, kind of, what kind of life is that? But, but, but the opposite would be, no, I've got a mission. I've got a vision that God gave me, and I'm going to, I'm going to share what's in me. It may, it, I, you, it, listen, you may feel like you have the littlest bit to give, then give whatever you have, because it's better than what others have. There are others who have nothing, who feel negative, who feel, who feel like totally, you know, so, so don't, don't allow the devil to steal what you have to give because you feel like your little, your little thing that you're dealing with, it, it, it doesn't squander what God has given you. Does that make sense? Does that help anybody in here today? You've got something to give. Such as I have, I give to thee. Such as I have. Number, I don't know what point I'm on. Three? Sure. Okay, number three, he had it. He had it. P- Peter recognized between all of the roller coastering that he did that there was a, there was a, a, I mean, Jesus rebuked him on the water and said, oh, ye of little faith. Peter recognized that there's a faith I've got to walk by and a trust in Jesus and who he is and, and then uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit obviously encapped it and pulled it all together for him. And so, I want to encourage you, let me say it this way, being full of the Holy Spirit, being full of the Holy Spirit, the, Jesus, when he was dealing with the woman at the issue, well, uh, the, when Jesus was dealing with the woman at the well, I just tied together two women, <laughs> the woman with the issue of blood at the well, no, it's two different people, <laughs> when, Jesus, when Jesus was dealing with the woman at the well, Right? He told her, he talked about how I, he has living water. But then he was at a feast and he said, Jesus later at a feast, he said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. What is he saying? I'm going to come in you. I'm going to give you everlasting What I'm going to fill you up. Uh, uh, but then he's talked about the Holy Spirit who fills us to overflowing. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. All right. Little deep, I know, but run with me for a second. You ready? Out of you. Out of you, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, stuff comes out. And anybody who's, who's really genuinely asked God, God, fill me with, the, with your Holy Spirit, fill me up, 
you, you, it's not just tongues that overflow. That's the sign, but all of a sudden you're, you're like, you're a little more bold. Even when you study the word, it's like it jumps out. You know, you're like, man, I've never seen that before. What's happening? The Holy Spirit highlights what's already in you. When you get saved, you're made a new creature, a new being on the inside. Old things, what? Passed away. Everybody say, bye-bye. Old things, gone. Old dude, gone. Old girl, gone. Gone. The devil wants to bring the old back and put it in front of your face, but that old is gone. Now, your flesh, you're still dealing with, and your mind, you're still dealing with, but your spirit is made new. Your spirit is made new. So how do you deal with it? Being full of the spirit highlights what's in you to deal with everything else. Say, no, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not talking that way anymore. I'm not living that way anymore. I'm not, I'm not going to be afraid of telling somebody about, I'm not going to be afraid of witnessing to somebody. I don't care. You know, I, I made some, some, boo-boos in college I embarrassed myself I did dumb stuff and it would be it would be a shame for me to not share my church on Facebook because my college Facebook friends are still on my Facebook I'm not gonna lie though I, I thought I thought that early on in the ministry when I finished college and all I thought man they're gonna think I'm a hypocrite they're going to think I'm this, they're going to think I'm that, or they're going to think I'm nuts, whatever. But I came to the realization, man, they need what I have. And if somebody somehow, some way, man, if they, if they stumble on, you know, because I mean, I wasn't a, a pastor right out of college. I, uh, I worked at Family Worship Center in Florence, worked under Pastor Steve, and when we started live streaming and sharing stuff, man, what if they stumble on that live stream and see it? Because I shared it, and I'm not ashamed of it. Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed. I, I, can't, I can't go about my life and be ashamed and be, be worried about who's going to think this and who's going to think that and who's going to have opinions about this. Who flipping cares? One day, you're, got, you're not going to stand before them. You're going to stand before God and you're going to, what, what else could I have done? There's the best news that I can give you today. God does not condemn. He does not condemn. And what I hope I'm doing a good job of today is inspiring you that you have something to give. That you have something to give. This is not to beat you up because you, you may have walked by the guy laying there on the ground every day and you were one of the ones in the temple saying, whoa. Here's what I'm, I'm telling you today. You don't have to be. That you can be a Peter that walks by and say, man, I've got something to give you. I saw a guy last night that uh, when, when I first met him, I saw him last night. Last night he was not drunk, but just to clarify, when I first met him, he was. And so when I first met him a long time ago, several years ago, he was, he was drunk out of his mind and uh, stumbled into where I was at. And um, I, I don't know how else to tell you, those that were around us that day, people from the church, we just showed the love of Jesus to him. I mean, seriously, just as best we could, show the love of Jesus to him. Uh, I tried to reach out to him, try to get it. He didn't have a phone number, was, was basically homeless. Um, but I thought about him numerous times, prayed for him, and saw him last night at Kroger. And man, I, I was the happiest person to see him. 
it lit me up. I, I mean, just, I mean, dude, you look, I told him first, I told him, you look great. You look awesome. How are you doing? Are you, are, you, are you on your feet? You're doing good. And he told me where he's working, what he's doing, how his life is. If I'm that excited for him, how much more do you think God's excited for him? That God's proud of him. And he told me, I mean, he gave credit to God. He said, man, he said, it's been a crazy year, blah, blah, blah. And he just pointed him to heaven and said, I, I, I got to thank God. Because he recognized. And so I told him, I said, man, I said, I said you got to come to church. I, I, t- I told him where we're at and all this stuff. And uh, he, said, he said, man, I want to try to come. And I was just telling him, like, you, you, like your testimony, like, you, you don't know. And he's, like, finished my sentence. He's like, no, I know it'll help people for them to hear what, what God brought me out of. You know what I mean? But, but the devil want to say, oh, no, you can't go. You can't go in there. You remember where you were a year ago and you're going to go into church? You're going to go, you're going to go, you're going to go and invite people to church? Man, you're a mess. The devil, the Bible calls the devil the father of lies. The first thing we see the devil do in Genesis was lie. The, the, I mean, that's, that's, that's what he does, lie. Contort, twist, dismantle the word of God to the point that you believe something other contrary to the truth. But what, what we have on the inside of us says, no, that's a lie. And what's in here is true. So being full of the Holy Spirit, being full of the Holy Spirit matters because it takes and highlights what God has given you. I talked a few weeks ago about the measure of faith. The Holy Spirit will highlight that. He'll use that. Then, what do you do? You build your faith. Grow your faith. And God, and God will use that. Maybe you're not the rise, at the rise up and walk standpoint today. But what, what you have, you can give. Such as I have, I give thee. And what you have, I'm telling you, people need it. What you have in this church, and this is not trying to be cocky, I know there are many great churches in Columbia, but I know this is a good one. I know this is a good one. And what you have in this church, if, if all you have is, I know a place where you can get help. I know, I know a pastor who's not just going to, you know, preach on, on Sunday one thing and live a different thing. He lives it. I, I, I know a place where, where your children Man, if your children are going through it and they're having a tough time at school, I, I know a place with, with, with Holy Ghost people that, that really minister to kids. They don't babysit them in the back. They minister to those kids. I know a place. Maybe that's where you're at. Then start there. Then start there. And, and stay around here long enough. And you, before you know it, you'll be witnessing the people at McDonald's and be like, did I just say that? Did I just get someone saved? But, you know, like I said at the beginning, it doesn't matter whether you're the one, you know, it's not like I get special, like if they come here and I do a, a salvation, you preach a good message, salvation, altar call, and people respond like I get special credit. Did you bring them to church? Then you were a part of that too. Did you help greet at the door? Then you were a part of that too. Did you help run a camera or a live stream or sing or play or, or help run the children's ministry and bring their kids in the children's ministry so they could pay attention and listen? Then we were all a part of that. Amen? 
Is this, is this, you know, it's not, it's not a, a, a single kingdom, it's God's kingdom. And we're a part of it together. And you've got something to give. I want you to say this with me. We're going to declare some things before we leave. Say, I have something to give. I'm not talking about money. I have something to give. The Holy Spirit lives in me. And because he does, greater is he in me than he in the world. I will share what's in me. I will, by the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, lift up those who are down. Pick up those who are in need. Dust off those who are dirty. My God will help me do what I'm called to do. If you believe that, shout out amen. Amen.